right, we are back. It's the Malcolm Go Podcast, episode two on August the 10th, 2016. Uh, I am your host, Tony Loconti. Today, special guest star stepping in, my brother. You guys might remember him from the Loconti Brothers podcast, a favorite on iTunes, uh, Dominic Loconti. Hey, he is. Hey, he is. Now, Dominic, a little... Uh, note on him is one he doesn't know anything about sports mm-hmm. doesn't know knows very little about the patriots but he Ooh. is a stand-up comic in the boston area and uh hopefully he can give us some insight or some jokes something don't count on it yes so what happened in the last week what have you been doing other than my son getting head and toe and mouth disease in newport rhode island yes He's itchy and rashy kid's a rash magnet i can't even look at you through this Tall grass. fake plant that we have from for Easter decorations sitting here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what has happened this last week was the Hall of Fame game disaster. Did you hear about this? Do you no. know about this? So, the Hall of Fame game, which is traditionally played, is a fifth preseason game, which is played uh, during the Hall of Fame induction, and the NFL fucked it up. They had the field ready. They were. Tweeting about how it was ready, they were excited. They were ready to show off their uh, their new new stadium that was basically built um, with the money from the Saints owner. So it's the Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts, uh, two of our favorites. And apparently, the the field was like concrete; they couldn't play on it, so they had to call the game off. So the the reason they gave it they, was it all they, turf. It's turf, but then they they painted it. With white and blue, you know, all all these paints, and apparently the paint congealed. I've never heard of such a thing. The right. the paint that they put on there, I don't know what they were using, epoxy. Yeah, it was I don't their know. first time. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was like the first time they were painted a football field. They put it down. It congealed, and apparently it it it, uh, it felt like concrete, and they couldn't play, so they canceled the game. So uh, this is embarrassing for Goodell, embarrassing for the Hall of Fame, and now there's always this, now there's this uproar because all they're doing is refunding the tickets to the game so these guys like paid to i first of all why would you pay to go to a preseason game in general unless you're going i guess if you're going to see brett Favre get inducted into the hall of fame you go huh i'm here might as well see this terrible game where was it it's at at the hall of fame what a terrible question oh it's starting off on fire and there you go nailed it Uh starting out on fire um (laughs) so why did the saints guy pay for it i don't know he's a Rich billionaire. He's a rich billionaire. He's got all, all that voodoo money, cotton picking money, <laughs> plantain money, plantain Who plantation. Who dat? I always say. Yeah, I exactly. Think As they sense. say down Nolens. <laughs> hey, you uh, were just there. Go on. I was just there. Um, so that happened. So it's embarrassing for Goodell. It's embarrassing for the Hall of Fame. And now they got to figure out how to refund these people's money without them hating the NFL even more. Which I don't know if it's possible. I mean, I just like that two more franchises fans are getting annoyed with the. NFL. Nothing goes right in uh, Ohio for sports. Well, they just won the, uh, the NBA championship. Who's that? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, something. Right. LeBron James. I don't know him. You might know him from from uh, his work in that Amy Schumer movie. Ugh, hated Trainwreck. What an <laughs> but, appropriate name. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. I thought he was your favorite actor. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the first time that we saw Tom Brady was in the 2000 Hall of Fame game. Is that right? That's very true. Did you ever watch the Brady Six? The Brady Bunch. No, the Brady Six. The Brady Bunch. Different show completely. Oh, no. Uh, no. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. 
We have like a, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched the Gilmore guys. Maybe we have our own little uh, connection here. The Gilmore. I'm proud to not know that one. And not the Gilmore guys. That's a, that's a thing where the, these, uh, these guys that say they're not gay but are gay talk yeah. about the Gilmore, go- uh, Gilmore girls. One guy has watched the show a hundred times through, <laughs> and then this one kid has never watched it, and he's watching it for the first time. Yeah. And it became uh, Internet sensation. a sensation. My wife went and saw them live, and they sold out the... Uh, the Wilbur Theater, whatever. It's like 5,000 people or something there. I had to call in 150 favors to fill, to fill out like the Davis Square Theater. There's like 200 seats. Yeah, and you, you first of all, don't pretend like you, you filled the 200 seats. Oh, I didn't. You got 15 people to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's this Saturday coming up, yeah, right? It sure is. Uh, that's my plug. Uh, yeah. it's, it's this Saturday at 7, Somerville, the Davis Square Theater. See the famous Joe Matarese. I don't know much about him. I think he was on America's Got Talent. He's also on the Anthony Cumia show, Very, the Anthony Cumia yes, Network. Several times. So. He's good friends with Nick DiPaolo. He won't be there, but he's friends with him. I hear. <laughs> that's good. Has him over on Thanksgiving, so that's... Um, so, if you remember from the Brady Six, this was the first time Tom Brady played all before the style, all before the clothes, before the models. Tom Brady comes out there with a goatee, worst goatee you've ever seen, and a shaved head. Why was he there? What? Jesus Christ. He was playing. He was drafted by the Patriots. First time we saw him? Well, first time he was he was in Patriots uniform. Oh, so this was yeah. They don't pick like the winners or anything. It was just like it's just a random game, yeah. usually for a team that has a player going into the Hall of Fame. So they had Brett passes. Favre. No, what? Well, I thought he was playing. He was playing in the pre- it's a preseason game, and uh, they don't have touchdowns in preseason. They did, not eight of them. <laughs> uh, so they had Brady come in, and he had to play against two guys or one guy that was drafted ahead of him. But Giovanni Carmazzi or whatever his name is. But but Rohan Davey. He was his backup. Well, he might have been. Not then. I don't know. He could throw the ball on his knees 75 yards. Throw the ball a quarter mile. Yeah, country mile right over the mountains. <laughs> so that was the first time we saw him. He, uh, if you watch the Brady Six, it's a very interesting section of it where uh, they just knew that the, I think they drafted, the 49ers drafted Carmazzi in like the third round. And uh, Brady, of course, grew up a 49ers fan and lived right down the street from the 49ers stadium, watched Joe Montana play, wanted to be a 49er, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically... Now he pities them. Yeah, exactly. So basically, they um, he went out there and they knew within like seconds that Carmazzi was scared of the NFL and Brady was like not was not scared. He got drilled, had his helmet knocked up off and he was just fired up and uh the steve steve mariucci at the time was the coach of the 49ers and he just he's given the um the narration at this point and he's like Ugh, you could just tell the lights are too bright for geo and uh and and brady just you couldn't look inside his heart and he couldn't you couldn't open his chest and see his heart when you were drafting him because there's you know, no was, chance that that yeah. was true at the time he had no, they had no idea nobody did yeah they act like it's the uh, same reason they were like watch out for this kid you know he'll this, be something i know so the Hall of Fame, let's go on to that. So Brett Favre, amongst others, go in. Tony Dungy gets uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, which... Why, because he was a black coach and his team won once? exactly what I have written down here. <laughs> I don't want to go crazy, but that's my last... Uh, I'll say it. I'll yeah. say anything. Hey, watch out for me. Mm-hmm. So I got that lit- written down here. So I, first of all, I do think that it's race-based. I think the NFL wanted to get a black coach inducted into the Hall of Fame as soon as possible. Yeah. Tony Dungy, obviously, he's he's a media darling. They put him on NBC. They'll put him on anything. His I remember, son killed himself, too, so that was probably a factor. Did he kill himself, or did, was he found drowned? Well, maybe he drowned himself. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he hung himself. 
Oh, that's true. It did happen. How do you remember that? Black kids can't swim, apparently, but that, that it could be possible. But I, I don't. I don't know. I know. I know sports. Don't worry it, about me. It's not sports. He pulls out his cell phone just in case. What swimming? No. So he has 139 wins, which is 22nd all time. Right. So he is behind right. non-Hall of Fame coaches Mike Holmgren, Bill Cower, Dan Reeves, Marty Schottenheimer, Andy Reid, who's still coaching. So I think that. Out of these coaches, you couldn't put in Andy Reid, and I think Mike Holmgren, maybe Mike Holmgren can be put in the Hall of Fame now. But let's see. Mike Holmgren brought his team, brought two different teams to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, has more wins than Tony Dungy. Dan Reeves, I know, took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Bill Cowher won the Super Bowl with the Steelers. Marty Schartenheimer is a known loser. Yep, killed but, himself in a Tampa apartment. All, all right. right. So that's known. Is that maybe why he left Tampa Bay? Well, he got fired from Tampa Bay, so that's why he hung himself. Yes, exactly. Couldn't get the Bucks to the ch- to the title. Um, so you have nine and ten in the playoffs. Nine and ten. So, which is a losing record, if in case you guys couldn't uh, understand that. That's under well, five hundred. Uh, AFC is pretty tough. Pretty yeah. tough last few years. Yeah. Well, uh, six one and done years. That means his team was either first or second. Went to the playoffs and lost immediately. Huh. So this no, guy, if they're first or second, don't they get a buy in the first round? Yeah. Well, so they had six, one, and done. So they won. Let's. I guess they're not all first and second, but he went to the playoffs and lost the first game of the playoffs mm-hmm. six times. Loser. Um, the Bucks won the Super Bowl immediately when he left. <laughs> he came to the Colts as a defensive coach. He's known as a defensive coach. Came to Indy, which had the number three defense. In 2001, the very next year, Tony Dungy takes over, defensive coach. They're 25th in his first year. Wow. Now, he has one top 10 defense in his entire career in Indianapolis. Most of them were in the 20s. Top 10. One top 10 team. Now, he had some decent players. None of them were great. Obviously, there was an offensive team. But seen as some type as the anti-Belichick Mm-hmm. I think he was. They put him on the uh, Sports Illustrated, or yeah, it was Sports Illustrated at the time, with uh, Belichick, and he's like the devil. And then they had Tony Dungy as an angel. Of course. Yeah, exactly. I can't even believe they would put that out and give it to. Uh, I don't they, know. Did they even did send it, it to New way. England. If they did it the other way, it would be a racist problem. So they had to do it. No, they just everyone hates Belichick. They see him. He's not grinning. And everyone hates him. Nobody, he won't talk to the media. Tony Dungy will do all of that. Same as with Jeff Fisher. People love him because he'll talk to them. Who's that? Yeah, he's a coach. Don't worry about it. All right. Not important here. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's it's terrible media bias. The same way you get Republican, Democrat bias and my popping. A little bit. Yeah, it sounds like it is too. Microphone coming out? Huh? Is your microphone cable? No, coming out. I'm fine. Sounds good. All right. Don't worry about it. This is my dining room. Big deal. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's the same way you get a, a media bias with uh with the Democrat and Republican stuff. So it's 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 a uh, racist. I don't think it's it, well. It's reverse racism. It's a. Uh, it's also that's still racism. What's the difference? Yeah, it's that. It's also I, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like a propaganda. I want to say it's it's very propaganda. Very it's Aryan. The the Ministry of the Propaganda. Ministry of Magic. Heinz Belichick. Heinz Belichick. <laughs> um, I don't want to give. I don't want to smear uh, Belichick by accident. No. 
So, of course, the NFL, like I said, needed a black Hall of Fame coach. Their Rooney Rule, uh, which is the basically the forcing of NFL teams to uh, hire black hi- personnel, not hire black people, but at least um, interview one black coach, oh. is just backfiring on them constantly. <laughs> what about that Steelers coach? He seems all right. Yeah, he was because the guy that invented the Rooney Rule is Art Rooney, who owns the Steelers. So he's like, I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do good for the people. What's that guy's name? Love? No, it's not Love. It's Mike Tomlin. You're close. thinking of Lovey Smith. Yeah. Who is also a black coach. He is. So you're pretty good on your black coaches. Yeah, One of them just died, Denny Green. Good. He said, uh, Sick of him. No. Who's that? He was a guy that said, um, We knew. They're exactly who we thought they were. They are who we oh, thought yeah. they were. How old? How long Squid. was that ago? Uh, was he the Bears coach? No, he was playing the Bears in that the game. Colts. He was the Arizona Cardinals Let me coach. Go through all of them. You know, go through every single team. Seahawks. He was the uh, the Vikings coach with Randy Moss. Uh, what else? Well, so I, basically, I don't think Tony Dungy should be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's garbage. I think Tom Moore, the offensive coordinator of that team, and Peyton Manning carried him throughout his career. Yeah. Um, if he went to Indianapolis and Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback still, or mm-hmm. uh, anybody, Trent Dilfer, he would have been out Elvis of there Gerbeck. in three years. That's a good. He was a cook. I think he was the quarterback of the Colts at one point. <laughs> Elvis Gerbeck. Yeah, that was a good guess. So, the another. It's just a Colts bias, is what it is. It's, everyone loves the Colts. They they were always seen as the white knight coming in to try and uh, take out the big bad Patriots. Shane they, Falco, footsteps Falco. Just like him. Mm-hmm. Just like in the, that, that collapse in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Lost a fortune on him in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Um, so next, of course, you got Marvin Harrison. Another, another uh, classy cult. Now, I don't like to disparage Marvin Harrison as he is a Syracuse guy. Okay. And you might know that I'm a Syracuse guy. I heard. Yeah. So he's obviously, from the start, he's a Hall of Famer with his numbers. Everyone knows that. He's, do you he, think he would be as good without the Peyton Manning? Do you, do you need a Peyton Manning to a Marvin Harrison? Uh, Oh, I think Marvin Harris. I I, I do think that Peyton Manning is putting his number one target in the Hall of Fame, regardless with how he was doing. I mean, uh, he did it to Demarius Thomas. He made, I mean, Demarius Thomas is great, but I don't think he's as great without Peyton Manning. Pierre Garçon, again, made him a huge contract. Got Austin Colley, basically big numbers. He got all these guys big numbers. Their tight end, Dallas Clark. He had a lot of big numbers. He was one one of my. He was probably the best player on that team, and mm-hmm. I hated it so much because he would get the ball. Every he was he was Gronk before Gronk. He was a Jason Witten type, yeah. but he was smaller. But he was always open, and he annoyed the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. So you have Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is a very low talking individual. Doesn't really talk to anybody, but doesn't uh, you know no tattoos. Doesn't look like a thug. Mm-hmm. Got his little uh, jazz mustache. Looks like a <laughs> musician down in New Orleans, and. Um, so you got him out there, and he's he he makes the Hall of Fame, right? So he he gets in, I think, because of the Peyton Manning thing, because he doesn't have the numbers Terrell Owens has, right? So Ter- Terrell Owens should probably go in before him. Oh, absolutely. I would think uh, Terrell Owens doesn't go in because why? Terrell Owens is a pain in the ass to everybody. He's in everybody's face. He's doing sit-ups in his driveway. He's telling his quarterbacks they suck or he's crying or he's throwing popcorn in his face mm-hmm. or whatever he's doing. He's dancing on the star in Dallas. What's wrong with his sit-ups in, in his driveway? Well, I mean, he wasn't doing it just to work out. He was, out? He, was, uh, he was holding a press conference ever after he trashed Donovan McNabb oh, nice. trying to get off the team. Another Syracuse guy. 
Another, that's true. Another Syracuse guy. Uh, so Marvin Harrison, the angel, the angel of Indianapolis, um, one of the best guys in the NFL. He's only been accused of shooting two people. That's not bad. No. One later was killed by Marvin's cousin. The same oh. guy, this guy filed a civil lawsuit against Harrison and then was killed by Marvin Harrison's cousin. Over civil this, court? Yeah. Because he tried to sue him because he said he shot him. Yeah, you so, can't go to jail yeah, from Marvin Harrison court. from Philadelphia. He's uh, clearly he's got some something behind closed doors because he owns a, a sports bar and he owns these car washes. This car wash is where they found they found his gun with a, uh, you know, that was fired to kill this guy. Cleaning it. He said that he didn't have a gun. So Marvin Harrison gets pulled over, says he doesn't have a gun. They pull oh, him man. over because he's going wrong way down the street. They say, do you have a gun? No, I don't have a gun. What do they find? A gun in the middle of his, uh, yeah. uh, in his glove compartment. Yeah, in his glove compartment. Right. So they, keep um, it. they find the gun that matches the casings in the Escalade during the traffic stop. <laughs> the masters, the casings that kill this guy, Dixon. Jesus. But somehow. So his cousin used his gun? Uh, yeah, allegedly. Um, oh, that's what I mean. Exactly. So they, they, they find all this stuff. Um, but apparently he, he never gets, he never gets. Um, Teflon Don. They call he's, well, he's, he's, the, he's an Avon Barksdale type figure down in Philadelphia. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Yeah. Um, I think it's the, uh, all it was missing was the cotton candy bubble gum that was open in the sh- uh, from uh, Aaron Hernandez case. Oh, I don't know that. Remember that? He'd, he was he like, cotton candy he was the only gum? idiot in town that still chewed cotton candy bubblegum. Did they even make that? Yeah, exactly. He's sweet tooth, this guy. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez must have found it because he was chewing it, bought it at 7 Eleven or wherever. They have him on film buying it. Then he chews it, leaves it at the site where he kills, uh, what's his name? Some, I don't know, forget. The guy that he killed. Yep. Odin Lloyd. And then he leaves another chewed piece of gum inside the rental car he used to bring the guns and Odin Lloyd there to kill him. Um, he didn't cover his footsteps too well. No, he's terrible. I saw one of my favorite memes of all time was because... Um, microphone. Why? What's wrong with my microphone? Well, you were just weren't looking Popping. at it talking into it. So one of my favorite memes of all time is when uh, Aaron Hernandez used to catch touchdowns in New England, he would do this weird thing where he would like shovel. I don't know what the hell uh, he's doing. Bury a body like? It kind of looked like that. Yeah, and it was, they do. And it was... It wasn't burying a body, but it was like, I don't know. I don't even know what he meant by it. Some gangster shit, probably. Yeah. So he was doing it, and uh, the meme was a picture of him doing the digging motion. It said, bury, uh, has a shovel during touchdowns, forgets to bury body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something stupid like that. I loved it. So the Manning Mafia is one thing I want to talk about, is when Peyton Manning is accused of doing HGH and Mm -hmm. having it shipped to his house, um, this guy that they have on film saying that he was the guy that gave it to Ashley Manning and um, he was the guy that was giving HGH to Peyton Manning. They have him on mm-hmm. cell phone video basically talking about it. So they say the next day, um, Peyton Manning's daddy and a bunch of people show up at his doorstep and uh, nobody knows what happened, but I'm sure he got threatened with something. Same thing that happened down in Tennessee when he dumped his he dumped his balls in the uh, trainer's mouth. He's when she the was golden boy, what are you gonna do? Exactly, he's the golden boy. So I'm just wondering if maybe he call he call uh, Marvin calls in a favor, gets him out of a murder rap. How far does this how far does this man's uh, reach hole. go? Yeah. How far does Peyton's reach go? Really? We're all just speculating here, of course. It's all alleged. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't mean it. It's all alleged. Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, I mean, this isn't fucking. 
what you call that uh when that um that that podcast where they uh talk about the murder case that just got that arab free oh, i don't know i didn't know that they had one of course you knew about it they have a murder podcast uh serial it was called serial oh you ever heard of it no. yeah it's a big deal uh a year ago so that guy got free now he's he's probably they couldn't have uh made him into a terrorist any faster yeah <laughs> <laughs> they uh he was uh, he he looked like a completely normal guy in high school. They arrested him for killing his girlfriend, who was Chinese, and they pull him out. Like literally, he was in like a tux, had like a, must, a mustache and a nice hairdo. Took him from the prom. Yeah, I don't know. They said I don't know how it happened, how he killed her, but they took him out of there, and he looked like Muhammad Atta. He had the little <laughs> he had the hat on, his fucking full beard. I'm like, oh boy, was this guy <laughs> turned Akbar? He was turned in a hurry. Um, <laughs> So let's get back to some Patriots talk. So we got uh, the Saints were in for some practices this week, doing some practices before the preseason game, which is kicking off tomorrow. Uh, two big injuries in the first game, uh, first day of camp. Patriots. Julian, yeah, Patriots. Julian Edelman goes down, hurts his foot, his little beatsy. I suspect uh, he didn't really. Well, he heard it yesterday. Everyone's freaking out. I had my gun loaded, ready to call the season quits already. And uh, apparently he came back today, was running full speed. So maybe he's just nervous. I think he'd be a little nervous about that weird uh, Liss Frank or whatever injury he had. They had to insert a bolt into his fifth metatarsal. Did a little research on it. What? I don't know. It's his fifth toe. His, like, pinky toe. Why didn't you you just say that? Yeah, I could have said that. Metatarsal. Um, Metatarsal. Um, I read it from from the the good doctor on... uh, Sounds like a bunch of cereal. Enjoy your metatarsals. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got Edelman. It's like a robot that's always getting in the way. <laughs> Rob Ninkovich, he goes down, tears his triceps, just good because he's got three of them. Yeah. Um, Fortunately. So he didn't tear the tendon, just tore the actual tricep muscle. So they say that I don't want to, uh, you know, think out loud here, or uh, you know, I think out loud. Come on. I know, but maybe they say it's only going to be about four week, a four week injury. Four weeks. That's still a lot, but that's only you know that's even before the opening day. So I, Tom will come back together on a white stallion. Yeah, just show up bare chested. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a Hungarian Viking or whatever the fuck he looked. He, I don't think there is such a thing. Might be. <laughs> Who knows? If Vikings are even real. That's true. Are they real? There's no proof that they actually existed. <laughs> Raped everyone in Minnesota. <laughs> um. So. Then they, they can't use IR to return, or at least I don't think they can. I know they can't PUP him, so what? they can't physically unable to perform uh, Rob Ninkovich. He's got a... What does that mean? Like, he can't practice. That basically means he can't be put on a list, and they can't gain another roster spot. Ah, well, so, important. Very important. So Rob Ninkovich is, is a very underrated... He's the... He's the prototypical patriot he's a tom Brady, uh, not tom Brady. he's a teddy brewski type i feel like he has his days but uh, where he stinks or what yeah well he has weeks several weeks no. where he stinks then he never misses a, a game play. and he's very clutch i feel like you don't watch the games that's true yeah i mean he, he he's very clutch he's always where he's supposed to be he knows the playbook he does exactly what he's supposed to he sets the edge better than anybody in the team all right yeah so i had a feeling that he was going to be lined up off of the line a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in recent years, they've had him at D-end, which he's a little undersized for. And uh, before, they had him 
playing uh, linebacker, which I like him a little bit more at outside linebacker, but he can rush the passer. So he's more of a, you know, he's he's a hybrid player, which is why I think they brought in Shane McClellan. He's kind of his size, and they're kind of the same player. And I think this is going to be huge for his development onto the Patriots. Uh, another guy that I think is going to have to step up and might be able to take over uh, that spot and maybe see a little rushing from the uh, the defensive edge is Camus, Camus Grugier Hill, if I'm saying that right. I think so. I think it's French. I doubt it. Grugier. He's Hawaiian. Hawaiian? He can't help it. He's Samoan. Uh, go so far as call a guy fat and he's Samoan. Yeah. Uh, do. I think he was going to be, uh, you know, I think he's a Jamie Collins esque player. Is he better yet? Last I checked, he was out uh, for MRSA or something. Like no, he's years. fine. You're about a year behind. Well, just hope he's better. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Godspeed. Um, so he's a uh, this. You keep throwing me off track. Kamugrujier well, Hill. He's a uh, he. He was like a. I forget what they took him in the fifth or sixth round this year. He's an also a hybrid player. He's very much like Jamie Collins, and I think he's going to star in this defense. I've watched a lot of them from uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, same as Jimmy Garoppolo. Dino Babers, you might have heard of him. Yeah. Um, what kind of offensive moves the Patriots make this offseason? Because the, the line, I think that was a big problem in the uh, playoffs last year. It was a big problem, but, I mean, they got Nate Solders coming back, Volmer's coming back. That means uh, Marcus Cannon can sit his fat ass on the bench yeah. and stop just sitting his fat ass down on the fucking on the fifty yard line and letting uh, Von Miller walk to Tom Brady and yeah. torpedo his sternum like Billy Bob. It's basically what it was like. Your fat his ass scholarship. He lost his scholarship. His ride to Florida State. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I would like to see a little a bit of Camus Grazier Hill coming off the edge. He's a little undersized for that. I think he's about two fifteen, but I think his speed and his athleticism, the same as Jamie Collins, is gonna let him rush the passer a little bit. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see him tomorrow uh, against the Saints. So you got could be exciting. Edelman coming off pup, immediately injured. Um, we got the Saints here, right? So what do I look for when the Saints come in? Usually Belichick sees these teams as hidden. He likes to bring them in. He likes to practice against them, but he also examines their roster from a from a close perspective. And then, say the Saints are tanking a little bit or not doing so well, he steals a player that he wants. Yeah. He did it last year with Akeem Hicks, and I mean that turned out How'd great. That work out? It would it would have been great? I wish they got him to uh, stay. They but the Chicago Bears made him an offer he can't refuse. The Chicago Bears. Chicago. They stink. They do stink, but they got Akeem Hicks for a uh, a good amount of money, and he's a good star player, and he's a very good interior defensive lineman. Can rush the passer. Good interior decorator too. That's true. They don't put that on uh, Wikipedia, yeah. which is a problem. Um, so all I've been hearing um, throughout these practices is Brady shredding, shredding everybody. Twenty five for twenty five in practice in scrimmages against Garoppolo. It's making me nervous because Brady's playing uh, against Garoppolo and he's just murdering him. I think well, he, why wouldn't he? Well, I, of course he would, but I, he's, you'd, he's just he's you'd like suspended. Garoppolo to compete is what you'd like to see. Yeah. Um, so they had two scrimmages last week. One Brady just 
demolishes him. The second one, Brady wins, but they took all of his playmakers off the team. They put them all on Jimmy's team. So oh, Brady shit. was out there playing with uh, the twos. Jimmy's out there playing with Gronk and Bennett and Edelman and all these guys, and he still beats him. Yeah, it just makes me love Tom Brady more. He's unbeatable. The yeah. man is, is a legend. Um, what, I, what I've been seeing is a lot from... He probably eight. gets all the time, though. I mean, like they can't touch him. All right, I don't know. What do you mean? At practice. <laughs> At practice. They can't, they you, can't hit him. You mean you can't put their helmet into his knee? No, they can't do that. No, they can't even probably tackle him. No, they can't tackle the quarterbacks. All right. What do you think those red jerseys mean they wear? It means stop, like a bull. Like a bull, right? It's replacements also. You're hot on your uh, football references tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know everything about uh, any football movie. <laughs> any movie. You know what I was thinking today? When I was... Um, when I'm, I'm watching the Olympics... And I keep hearing them say Team USA. When I Mighty when, Ducks. That's that's exactly what I think. I say yeah. when I when I'm watching Team USA, I'm like, I don't think of the dream team. I don't think yeah. of any uh Olympics or real Olympics or Michael Phelps. I think of Bash Brothers. I think of D two Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I I have a horrible problem with like relating everything to D two Mighty Ducks. Well. I can't stop. Me and Vince, it's all we talk Trinidad about. Trinidad Tobago. Yeah, you gonna explain who Vince is? I can't or? believe that they played Trinidad and Tobago. And was that like some sort of backhanded uh, reference to Cool Runnings? Why they're Jamaican? Yeah. Why would Trinidad and Tobago have a hockey team? Because it was. A Why Disney would they movie? be at the Junior Goodwill Games? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the Mighty Ducks have girls on their team. Like, what does yeah, that mean? That's true. They have two: Connie and Julie the Cat. She's from Bangor, Maine. Yeah, she came out here to show the world what she can do. Yeah, she does. She does do that. She brings a cold goalie off to take the hottest goal scorer in the tournament. Yeah, what's his name? Oh fuck, Gunner. Gunner Stahl. Gunner Stahl. You blew it for me, Gunner. Blew it for yourself. Lost it for yourself. Is that Irish? Yeah, it's Irish. (laughs) Uh, He's Icelandic. Um, What's it? The dentist. Yeah, the Wolf Stanton. Ah, the Wolf. Wolf the dentist. Wolf the dentist Stanton. Stanton. One One time he's punched out his own coach. He even punched out his own coach. All right. Back on track. Back on track. 2020. So, as an avid Arkansas Razorbacks fan, mm-hmm. uh, A.J. Derby seems to be emerging, and he's getting a lot of uh, good good ink on ESPN Boston. He's a uh, He was a quarterback turned tight end, more in the Aaron Hernandez mold than a, a Rob Gronkowski mold. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a bigger guy. He's a 6'4", but he's shifty. He runs a 4'7'40", which is slow, yeah. but... He is shifty, like I said. I mean, I don't think Aaron Hernandez ran that fast straight line. What? He was uh, very quick. Oh, well, I, I, he's not. Uh, he can't evade police. I know I that. I knew that much. Um, so he's very quick. He's he knows the D's. Next quarterback understands the defense. Uh, he was. I really don't think he was injured last year. I think he was a classic Belichick redshirt. Um, they put him on IR. AJ oh. Tibbs. AJ Derby. AJ Derby. All right. Kentucky Derby. AJ Derby. Got it. Um, so I really think he's got a chance to take Clay Harbor's spot. Don't bring up Lance Harbor. I know you want to. Nope. Who's, uh, who's Clay Harbor? I was too busy Clay, wondering who that is. <laughs> Clay Harbor is the tight end that they brought in and gave $400,000. Uh, $400,000? That's the league minimum. That's righteous bucks. No, that, that was his, uh, his signing bonus. Oh, that's so that's guaranteed money. Gay teed. Mm-hmm. He's going to, so I doubt they're going to cut him, uh, with that guarantee, but Why? AJ Derby could definitely take his spot. I I thought he would last year. I thought he'd make the team last year. He didn't because of the injury, however real or fake it may be. Uh, now why I, would he redshirt? And what benefit does he have there? 
the benefit is he learns so he the learn offense. The defense or offense. He learns the he learns the offense. He he becomes more of a tight end. He was a quarterback. I he mean, should he, know an offense then. Is what I'm thinking. Well, he should know the offense. He doesn't know the Patriots' offense. He played Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo pig suey. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm thinking that he's got a he's got a really good chance uh, at taking that third spot. If he doesn't, no big deal. No no uh, no big loss. I think he was a six round pick. You know, shot in the dark. So yeah. you never know if it could work out. A lot of Hernandez references. He's a good guy. Shot still in the dark. Had his jersey. Yeah, yeah, he did. I bro- love him. Frankie still got a big. Uh, Frankie, my brother, still has a giant. Uh, what is it? It's like a it's like a 36 by 48 poster yeah. signed on his wall. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what right. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so some under the radar players this year: uh, un- undrafted free agent Jonathan Jones from Auburn, Auburn. War Eagle. He's Auburn. A, I heard that's he, like an all-white school. It's very, very. Uh, I really don't think that that would be uh, possible, right? <laughs> this time, uh, this in 2016. Good. I'd like to bring that argument back to. Also, uh, Jonathan Jones is black. And he's a cornerback. Well, the athletes, they don't count. And then everyone else is just white. Yeah. Well, that's what Ty- my friend Tyler thinks. I think he, Tyler He had just... me arguing because I was saying black schools, that's so racist. He goes, oh, really? Oh, really? How about Auburn? That's like an all-white school pretty much. Because, I mean, the, even at like those black schools, they're still like, they allow like a white guy in. It's like, but they just don't want to go there because gang violence. He's like, the, they're like the team managers. Yeah. Like the water boys. <laughs> you say... No, that's not a thing. White, white, a white school is definitely not a thing. I, I'm convinced. You All don't right. have to think it. I'm telling you, positively, there's no such thing as a white school. Okay. I mean, okay. there could be mostly white schools, like oh, yeah. every college ever. That's what I'm thinking. Or there could be... Uh, I mean, all girl schools or all boy schools, but never going to be an all Saint white John's school. Prep. Or an all Asian school. All right. MIT. What about in China? Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> So I really think Jonathan Jones, he flies. He runs like four, th- four, three, forty. I don't care he's who a, you are, that's lightning. It is lightning. He's fast. And uh, I think he's got a real shot at sticking at the corner, at the at the nickel corner. Uh, he's going to have to beat out Jonathan, um, what's his name? Uh, Coleman, Justin Coleman from last year, who I really enjoyed watching. Uh, he was a player that they had signed off of the practice squad in the Minnesota Vikings. They wanted him bad. They tried to sign him undrafted off. Out of the draft, got a huge offer from the Vikings. Got cut from the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He tried. Uh, they signed him off of that, and then the um, Seahawks came in, swooped him up, paid him to play on the active roster. So then they cut him. I guess I can't remember exactly how it happened, but they got him back from the Seahawks, and he was a stud, and he can tackle like a son of a bitch. And I think that I really would like him to be alongside Butler and Ryan yeah. this year because that's a very strong defensive back position. Um, we have, again, this other guy, DeAndre Carter. Um, he's a very small guy from a small college. I think he's been in the league a few years. He's very shifty, but he catches everything. I think he went to somewhere like Sacramento State or San Jose State, one of those uh, Northern California state schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's, from all reports, coming out of Pat's camp, he is crushing it, catching everything, and He's running. He's he's beaten Butler for plays, beaten Ryan on plays. Uh, he had some big plays against the Saints uh, today. Um, we already scrimmaged them. Oh, well, they practice against each other. Do they always do that? Not every week. I mean, for like the preseason. No, they do it. You know, once in a while, they bring the Saints in this week, and then they bring in, and then I think they're going to Chicago next week. I don't remember. How do you feel about Patriots trivia segment? 
What are you talking about? I know all the trivia. Well, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> what is this? I'd like to welcome you to our new segment, you, you Patriots br- Trivia. You bring segments to my show? Where I just ask, I just thought of it a second ago. <laughs> oh. Where I asked Tony questions. I have to scroll down the answer key. I know a few of them. Briefly, for 200 points, it was Gillette Stadium's original name. CMGI. I know, it was an easy one. This former quarterback for 400 points is the only Patriot besides Tom Brady to throw a touchdown pass in the 2014 season. 2014? Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I'll have to look at... No. Incorrect? No. He was a quarterback? He's not... You wouldn't think so. He's not marketed as a quarterback, but he was a quarterback in high Julian school. Julian Edelman? Yes. Are they talking playoffs now? I this guess is fucking so. robbery. This I don't even want to play trivia? this game. All right. Could have been. Had a chance. Uh, it's not like you're bringing information. I'll bringing ask bringing bits to my uh, podcast. That's a stupid one. I thought I'd bring a nice segment. Yeah. The, this is no joke. The Boston Patriots briefly adopted this team name before becoming the New England Patriots in 71 for 1,000 points. The Bay State Patriots? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. You know how many times I've been on the Wikipedia page? Really? 10 million times I've been on the Wikipedia the Bay page. Bay State Patriots. That's yeah, stupid for like 45 name. minutes, they were the Bay State Patriots when they moved to uh, Foxborough. <laughs> and that's a terrible idea. So, um, She's been to Boston. Well, it used to be Boston. So I think DeAndre Carter, going back into my set, I like that I just like you. And that's you, Patriots <laughs> trivia. <laughs> you bring up something, and then I just go immediately back into what I thought yeah. was happening. I didn't think you were coming. I didn't I didn't plan for you to come, so I decided, that's you That's know, okay. Everyone's enjoying it. Everybody's at home. Yep. I thought a segment would be nice. Yes. But next time, maybe you can yeah. bring something. We don't want to get two X's and O's here, I don't think. Says okay. who? I don't know. Belichick loves X's and O's. Um, loves Tic-tac-toe. DeAndre Carter. Uh, I really think that he's got a chance of making this roster. I'd like to know the odds of him pushing Amendola for a roster spot right now. I know my wife would be upset. Wouldn't we all? Who's that? Who? DeAndre Carter, Amendola. Well, I know Amendola. Is he gone? No, he's just hurt. So he hasn't he practiced great playoffs. Yet. He always has great playoffs. He's a stud in the playoffs. He's a, he comes to play when the lights are brightest. That's true. Uh, but... You don't get on the field. You can't make the club from the tub, as Bill Parcells would say. That's true, also. Um, so, DeAndre Carter has a chance if Amendola can't get on the field. I think that Amendola only had, like, some weird surgery that was for something that didn't even... Wisdom teeth? Yeah, something like that. You know. Well, everybody found out where he lived at the end of last season, and he was getting having teenage girls come swing by the house and... That'll happen know, to the best All of hours of the night. Reminds me of high school. Yeah, story of my life. Yeah, so they... Yeah, they found out because he had that, that house in Providence with the uh, the carport. Yeah, carport. It was, it was over his car, and he also Miss Universe just lives with him because he's dating Miss Universe. Maybe that's a. It does she? Yeah. A girl from like Cambodia or something? No, she's from Rhode Island. Well, I don't think she's really Miss Universe then. She was at, at a point, maybe not right now. Well, I mean, do you lose the title? I don't know. Do you lose the title, Super Bowl champion? No. So you're always Miss Universe. Well, I don't know that they're they're mutually exclusive. That All right. I don't no. believe her anyway. Listen, they were at Coachella together. They're exclusive. Oh, okay. Um, That's all I needed to know. So, the depth of the 90-man roster. Everyone's saying that the Patriots' depth this year is deeper. Deep. Very deep. The depth, very. deep depth. San Andreas Vault or something. It's very. It's the deepest they've had in years. It's going to be the toughest cuts Belichick's going to have to make. The tight end position, the safety position, the cornerback position. Um, it's like Michael Clark Duncan's voice. He's 
Rest in peace. Uh, I got that. But he's deep. <laughs> Took me a second. But well, he's dead, but he has a deep, he had a deep voice and he was alive. He did. A lot of people have deep voices when they're alive. John Coffee. Like to, like to drink. Only spelled different. All right. <sighs> Glad I brought you in. I don't know um, anything about the sports part, so go on. Okay. So, yeah. cornerback position. Um, I'm very, you know, like I said, the, um, I think it's their strongest in the uh, in the defense. Maybe not top to probably is top to bottom the strongest. Um, obviously, the linebacker position has high, the higher upside, but they only got two certified stars. I really think the cornerbacks, Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan, uh, are you know top twenty cornerbacks. Uh, Pro Football Focus had Logan Ryan uh, last year. He you know he was, I think believe at least Butler and maybe Logan Ryan outperformed Darrell Rivas last year. Um, yeah, Logan Ryan had four interceptions and a seventy eight passer rating. Rivas was a threat though, so he didn't get as many throws to his side. I feel great. Breakdown. I like that. All right. I like where your head's at. See, and that's why I think Logan Ryan had four interceptions because Malcolm Butler, also a threat. He's a he's an he doesn't get a lot of interceptions, but he, he's always on the ball. Um, Butler's best game I thought last year was against Odell Beckham, even though he gave up like what was like an eighty-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. But that was on. I think still, if you watch that, it was Devin McCourty's fault because he was he, he was he committed to the ball. Well, he basically Butler was manning him up and then knew that McCordy had him over the top. McCordy oh. came in, dove at uh and missed him. I don't even remember yeah, what I happened. Yeah, I remember that. He dove and the missed best him. Best catch ever. And knocked Butler out of the fucking play and yeah. Beckham just strolled for 80 yards. That was a good one. Yeah, well, for him. Um you got Cyrus Jones versus like I said earlier, Justin Coleman. Cyrus Jones their number 1 draft pick this Cyrus year. The virus. Alabama from Alabama, wow. roll tide. What's he? He's a cornerback. Wow. He's gonna he's gonna well, be down. Of all things we needed, that was our first pick, a cornerback. Yeah, Belichick loves Alabama guys. He loves to pick uh, oh. best available player. Well, that's a weird thing, I think. But maybe well, that's what, better. Where would you have gone? Him. Maybe he could trade him for better linemen. I don't know. I like where your head's at. Um, Coleman versus Cyrus. Um, that's gonna be a big camp battle. I think Cyrus Jones is a. St- He's going to be a star in this league. He's a corner right now. He's going to start as a nickel corner, but if Logan Ryan leaves next year, he'll be an outside corner. It's a little short, but flies, and he's a great punt returner, best punt returner in college football last year. Wow! That gets Julian Edelman off the field. That gets Danny Amendola off the field. That gets Legarrette Blunt not returning kicks. That's the greatest thing that you could ever do. Yeah, that was terrible. You know what? Every time you think Legarrette Blunt can't return a kick, and he looks like he's fucking rolling like a giant, like a big wheel tire. Yeah. He, he he just all of a sudden breaks one off for 80 yards. You're like, how the fuck did he get down there? Once you get he, big man running downhill, they say. He's a big man. Uh, so now we want to get what you want to talk about was the center and the interior line. That's what, yep, that's what I wanted to talk this, about. This, you came here to talk about it. Who's that? Uh, Cannon? Cannon stinks. Stork? Stork. Uh, so Stork, he's he's been... He's been battling concussion issues. He's had a concussion four straight years. And in the NFL, nowadays, anybody will just retire after one concussion. Really? Back when I was in high school, they used to just say you were on Queer Street. Yeah. You walk around there, Locanti's on Queer Street, everybody, and laugh at me. And they say, get back in the game. Used to paralyze motherfuckers, you know. You'd, uh, Stealing their socks. Yeah. Have, uh, have to see their mother in the crowd. You say, that's what you get for letting your son play with animals. <laughs> <laughs> Straight killers up here. Uh the great, late, great Patrice O'Neal. Yep. 
so Stork's been dealing with concussion issues. Um, honestly, I'm not that impressed with Stork anymore. I thought he was the reason they won the Super Bowl. He was one of the top five reasons they won the Super Bowl two years ago. He came in, solidified the O-line. and um, now, but Whose son was like dying? Uh, that's or, Nate Solder, but I, th- I believe he's okay now. That's good. Yeah, kids are really resilient. That's good. He had, he had uh, kidney cancer, I believe, or something. Jesus. Yeah, I never even knew you can get cancer in your kidneys, but as a father myself, uh, I feel for the man. I'm glad that he uh, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so David Andrews really impressed me last year and took over center position when Brian Stork was hurt with his concussion. And, uh, you know, I really don't feel bad if Andrews takes over again. Uh, there's going to be a lot of battles on the interior line. You got, uh, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. You say Thuni, you say Tooney. I don't know. I won't. Say, I won't even try. Yeah. So him versus the uh, the guy that they traded Chandler Jones for, Jonathan Cooper. That's going to be a big uh, camp battle. And then you get Shaq Mason and Trey Jackson, the two big interior draft picks, uh, from two guards from two years ago. So what are we looking at in the preseason games? What are we watching for? Well, this is what I'm looking at. I'm, I mean, what I'm looking for tomorrow is how uh, Trey Flowers looks. Trey Flowers is the guy that's going to immediately step up. Another hog, Woo Pig, mm-hmm. Suey. He's going to come in. He's he's the guy that's going to take over Chandler Jones' spot, right? Is he going to be able to rush? The I, end. Yeah, I know he can rush. He sacked Aaron Rodgers in the preseason last year. I know he can rush, but can he set the edge? That's the number one thing in Patriots football. That's the, the X factor. Patriots defense is set the edge. Don't care. That's second. Second is rushing the passer. Well, second dairy to Flowers. setting the edge. And stopping the run. All right. That's the first thing we're looking for is flowers. Can he set the edge and can he dominate the run? Those are the two big things of his defensive end. Next. What else are we looking for this preseason? Running back. Running do they have a running back that can yeah, play? I, do we have running, three running backs? Don't running, we? running back play. Does does Deion Lewis play at all? Does Deion Lewis play at all? He was injured uh, most of last season, right? Towards ACL. Towards ACL. And, and he's a shifty running back. He was great. And, sh- and by shifty, I don't mean sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Um, get misconstrued here. Yeah, so, you know, I'd like to see Tyler Gaffney get some carries. He's a, um, the rare white running back from Stanford that can run in between the tackles with speed. That's nice. Uh, he's, have. he's a straight line runner, more like LeGarrette Blunt. Right out of the gate, I'm going to take a look. I don't, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for in my running back. No. But he's 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 an attractive man, and he's got a nice-looking wife, so he fits the Patriots mold perfectly. Um, so right now I know Tom Brady's not playing tomorrow. I know Rob Gronkowski's not playing tomorrow. I know Julian Edelman's not playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you're going to look for the timing with, Jim, with Jimmy Garoppolo. You, we're looking for the time. Jimmy Garoppolo? We're going to look for his timing, see how he, he matches uh, his up. His pocket presence? His pocket presence, how he's, how he's reading the defense, how he's uh, – I mean, if he's not throwing to Gronk and Edelman, how he's throwing to Amon, uh, not Amendola, how he's throwing to DeAndre Carter, how he's throwing to Martellus Bennett, all these people. All you know, right. he's, now, who are our biggest threats this season? What do you mean? No. Defensive-wise? What? No, no. League-wise. In, in the league-wise? I think the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are always going to be a threat. they got a great offense. Their defense is on the upswing. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I think, are going to come back this year stronger. I think the Cardinals, uh, right? We have the Cardinals' first game, and that's Garoppolo. I th- what do you think our uh, record might be after the first four games? As I said last week, Dominic, I think that they're going to be two and two or three and one. Three and one. That'd be that'd be uh, so. Well, you're they pretty got much three guaranteeing we're losing to Arizona. 
I think it was guaranteed, basically, we're going to go to Arizona and lose. Not guaranteed, but, I mean, Last even with we Brady, really even with Brady, I think they were going to lose that game. Mm. Uh, I think really? Chan- Chandler Jones is going to be too fired up. It's going to be the opening day for the Cardinals, who were one one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Uh, so are, are we, right? Yeah, they're a strong team. We're a strong team. It's just their home field, their home opener. I think they're going to win. So they'll have that, and then uh, Garoppolo will have three home games. Um, so I'm going to look for the timing with Jimmy. See, I would like to see Malcolm Mitchell uh, get out there and play a little bit tomorrow. Fortunately, our conference is pretty shitty, right? We really don't need a very good record. Back on your topic then? Well, I, was, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what were you getting back to? Yeah, no, I said, uh, yeah, our conference is not great. Uh, you got the Ravens, like I said, the Steelers. I think the Colts would like to think they're going to be good this year. I, I don't mean conference. I meant division. Oh, division. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the division. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to take a major step back. Uh, the Jets, I mean, I really think they're going to take a step back again. And the Bills, it's I think they're few, gonna, Only a few more steps back for them to take. And that's true, too. The Buffalo Bills, they're gonna, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year, maybe even make the playoffs. I just I can't even count the days until Rex Ryan is out of the NFL. What did he bring? Didn't he bring somebody into town? Like uh, Reggie Bush. A good players. He brought Reggie Bush in. Oh, star Reggie Bush. He tours ACL last year, too. Okay, I mean, he got LaShawn McCoy. They got, who knows, T-Mobile. His son was like, I don't know, friends or something. His son. I don't know. He played for Clemson. Did his brother come? Did his brother do Oh, his brother team? did. Yes. He was a uh, he's a defensive coordinator. No, he's not the coordinator there. He's like a helper. Defensive tackle. I don't tackle. even know what he does. He's a, <laughs> like, he like might a be a defensive <laughs> fat fuck. He's a, he's, I don't know. He's terrible. He looks like he should be just going to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah. Um, he Shark did win a Super Bowl ring in New England, though. I'll tell you that. Did 2001 he? as a he defensive coach. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, a long time ago. Rob Ryan. It's weird that we would have any... Uh, well, this is well before Rex started opening his fat mouth. I just Go can't ahead. wait till he's done because, really, he's the only guy that—not the only guy, but he's the guy that gets the most how to beat Brady and how to stop him. Well, and I like it. Every single time you play him, you're just annoyed, and he never shuts up. I like to see it. I and, like a guy who has like, a real and, presence. I like my Buffalo uh, downtrodden. I don't yeah. like Buffalo having any glory or happiness. It's between two buns. To stay out there in, in, in western New York with the snow and, and just stay inside in your cabin. Their wings. Snowmobiles and go to Other work. Buffalo references. I don't know. Never been. Never, it's Here are not, good things. No, I've been there once. Drove it. through on the way to uh, Niagara Falls. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. Didn't love it, though. Pretty boring. I went to Niagara Falls and didn't even see the falls. How do you miss them? That's what I don't understand. I was in the casino the whole time. Yeah, you'd really have to almost go out of your way. Dice was hot. To not see the... Uh, the dice was hot. Giant wonder of the world. All right. Well, so I'd like to see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo throw to Malcolm Mitchell tomorrow. I, uh, Malcolm Mitchell is the what is he? One of, he besides Dobson, the highest uh, highest drafted receiver they've had that I've even considered caring about in the last few years. I knew Boyce was going to be a bust. I, I I hate to say it. I I kind of felt that Dobson was going to be a bust too. He he played at Marshall. I mean, he obviously they showed great hands. They said when they worked him out, he had all these uh, great catches in the snow, and all this young, shit. But uh, I, a young something herd at Marshall, thundering herd. Oh yeah, that's right. You saw the movie. That must be good I for did. you. That was bad. Randy movie. Moss also went to Marshall and Troy Brown. Troy Brown, yeah. Um, so those, I just knew Dobson. The minute he took number seventeen, that's just the worst number you could have as a court as a wide receiver. For the Patriots. Why does my mic keep cutting out? It sucks. It's a bad mic. 
you're a bad Mike. Um, so number What's 17, going back to you, had Taylor Price, bust. Then you had Chad Jackson, bust. Gav, Gaff, what? Jabbar Gaffney? No, nah, well, he didn't get drafted by the Patriots, and he wasn't number 17. That's so a guess. right on target there, Don. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Mitchell, he's doing all the right things. Everyone says that he's picking up the offense. I just need, I'm dying, I'm dying for the Patriots to draft a receiver that works. Everyone, every time I say that, somebody, like on Reddit or something, I'll say, oh, man, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, when they get a receiver uh, out of the draft. Yep. And everyone will just respond, but what about Julian Edelman? Yeah, how about Julian, how about Julian Edelman? Yeah, for, they, they drafted Julian Edelman, even he'll say it, as a football player because they didn't know what he was going to play because really? he was a quarterback in college. He's undersized. He's, he was not fast. He's quick. Um, I mean, naturally he looks Short. like a slot receiver he, or, or a slot cornerback, but, or safety maybe if he put on some weight, but I mean, they didn't, <clears throat> they didn't draft him as a receiver. Certainly. I know that. Yeah. So panned out though. That's right. Huh? Panned out pretty well though. It did. Um, Johnson. So Malcolm Mitchell, he's going to push Aaron Dobson for a roster spot. And just like I did with Lawrence Maroney, I'm going to ride the uh, the Aaron Dobson wheels until they completely fall off. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a believer to the end. Even though I knew he was never going to work out from the beginning, I just have a bad feeling about these players sometimes. Yeah, he, he's he butterfingers out there, isn't he? He has been. Dobson. Aaron Dobson. Yeah, that's what we should call him. Um, so I just, I ride them to the wheels fall off. I just think next week's going to be the week. Next mm-hmm. week's going to be the week, baby. That's what I was thinking with Amendola and it seemed to just never happen. And then playoffs yeah, come around well, as a different player. You, you think, you think Amendola is going to be Wes Welker, but that's Edelman took that Who? spot. And then you think Dan, Amendola, I mean, he makes clutch catches. You would imagine an offense okay. with Bennett and Gronkowski on the line playing tight end. Too s- crazy good. It's almost too crazy to imagine, Tony. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go then on. you get two epic slot receivers in Amendola and Edelman. And then you got a wide receiver on the outside that can play. Uh, oop to you. Like Chris Hogan or, or Malcolm Mitchell. You got an unstoppable oh. offense. Well, not if you don't have the line. If the line's not there... You and this line. All your other, all your other tools, they're, all your weapons, they're useless. You and this line. I'm telling you, they got Dante Scarnecchia is back. And for some reason, he likes Marcus Cannon. He drafted all those guys. Everybody on that offensive line, he has had a hand in picking. Um, I should hope. Except for Mace. Uh, did he, what? Who had a hand? Oh. He, had, he didn't draft. I don't think he had anything to do with oh. Shaq Mason or, Shaq. or Trey Jackson. But... He might have. They probably called him and said, hey, what do you think about these guys? Because you've dedicated your entire life to offensive line. So Who? Dante Scarnecchia. He's the coach of the offensive line. He's been the ah. Patriots lineman coach since, like, 1972. Well, he should know a thing or two. He knows a lot, and he's going to come back, and he's going to be a stud. Seems like there's not much to know. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. They keep outlawing blocks that you could do. So yeah. it's like really just hit him in the chest and driving back or double team this guy. Uh, you know, it's all that shit. Or they do cross blocks or chop blocks, which you can't do, or chips and all these different types of blocks. But there's less and less you can do as an offensive lineman. 
making his job, Skarnecki's job, easier and easier. Yeah, well, as he gets older and older, it's going to be better for him. Yeah. Um, Doesn't have to remember as much. Yeah. So we'll see how they do tomorrow. I don't expect a lot. I think the first offense is going to play like... What does that mean? Who's going to play? Like the third string yeah. quarterback? No, I think Garoppolo is going to play the first half. And then they'll put in Jacoby. They only have two quarterbacks, so Brady's definitely not playing. So you're going to have to put Garoppolo out there, which makes me a little nervous because if he gets hurt, they're yeah. fucking down to uh, Jacoby Brissett starting for four games. Maybe he'll make a, make us proud. I don't know. Who Step knows? Up. He could. So you got... Is this fo- at Foxborough? It's at Foxborough. First two weeks at Gillette Stadium. Uh, Saints and Bears, and then two away preseason games. All I ever really look for is to make sure that the guys get out of there healthy. Yeah, and yeah, not hurt. Yeah, so, uh, you I know. I always the, think I'm really excited for football to start, and then I watch one of the games, and I'm like, ugh, I'm so sick of the football. The preseason games are brutal. Stinks. You're just watching, like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Um, so I don't expect any of the big players to play tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's going to be all. boring as shit. I gave my tickets away. Couldn't wait to. Some guy was very happy to get, take them, so. Really, I went up in uh, in the you know in the books of his eyes. Um, I don't think that's a figure of speech. Whatever, I'm a little just of his tired eyes. here. Right, almost an hour of just chatting nonsense. nonsense. I really think I really think next week, if you're gonna step sit in like this, you might have to do a little research. All right, I don't know if I can. Or bring a bit, bring something. I brought a segment. You brought a segment off your phone. You were looking at your iPhone. I and just you thought yeah, this would be a good idea. The sparks would generate one-on-ones better than just you here alone. So either way, I think I, I contributed to the program. If that's what you say, we'll, well see what we'll, the, see. we'll see what the commenters think on Reddit. Yep, that's um, pretty good uh, following on Reddit. Now, uh, the only the last thing I wanted to mention was Nate Ebner in the Olympics, uh, out oh, destroying yeah, player, people. Huh? Yeah, he's a great player. He was. Um, well, it's rugby after all. He's a great story. I I I really think everyone should learn his story. I tweeted out the link to his video. Uh, Let me so, guess. He was down and out. Nobody counted on. Nobody thought that he would have a chance. Came back, rose from the ashes. Best rugby player in the world. Started no, playing for. The I don't Pittsburgh think he's quite Patriots. the best rugby player in the world. I do know one thing is that he was a big rugby player with his dad, and then his dad got murdered. Oh, they had to tie that in. Yeah. His dad got murdered. Uh, so over what? Uh, they were robbing two guys. Two, we'll just say two gentlemen. Okay. Uh, came in and beat him to death with a steel iron in his junkyard. Wait, steel or iron? I don't know. <laughs> it's like iron. Um, so they beat him to death, and you know he's the one that told him to walk on to Ohio State football and play Ohio State rugby, and uh, then the Patriots and the Patriots drafted him, and they wanted to be a, he wanted to be an Olympic hero, but uh, they won one game yesterday. It's a very weird game. This rugby sevens they yeah. play. Oh, I was sevens. watching. What's that? Rugby sevens. It's seven on seven. No, it's not. It, I thought that's what it meant, but it's seven minutes a half. So oh, it's, wow, that's short. I know. So it's that they played two games in one day yesterday. Ah. And I thought that was interesting. How do we do? Well, they won one, lost one, and then they uh, they lost again today. So they are eliminated from medal contention. Yeah, I don't know how they even get players. Like, people play rugby. People play a lot of things. I was watching fencing I don't think earlier. They have a D one college like rugby team though. Sure, they do. Yeah. Yeah. The glo- sweet. You don't get much glory for it, but fucking crazy usually. Well, glory's overrated. Yeah, so, you know, you can keep watching him. I don't know if he's going to come back now that they can't win a medal. I'm sure he'll play out the rest of the Olympics. Yeah, uh, you should think. It was his dad's dying wish. Yeah, well, dad, it wasn't his dying wish. He was murdered after he said it. Well, for, uh, maybe for saying it. Yeah, well, uh, watch Nate Ebner in the Olympics. He's a great American hero. 
he'll be cheered. He's a great. He's a patriot. Uh, you know, I don't everyone get, likes I'm him. Sick of those stories. But no offense. I mean, Ebner. I hope God. God bless. But like, uh, there's always they they find anybody in their family who died, and then they this, just go. It was his. <laughs> dream, I don't think you understand it was his dream the story for here. Me to, to yeah, that was not what it Olympics. was. No, you think you're just uh, you're just taking the one sad thing in your life and using it as. What I think motivation. is, you don't know the story. Well, yeah. But Why don't you it, watch I, the video? Thing is, I've heard it a million times. It's not the same. His dad was a rugby player. He, they bonded over rugby. They were Nobody rugby players. Rugby. Okay. And he wanted to be. They chatted. They had dinner. Said, "Hey, why don't you try football too at Ohio State since you're already playing rugby?" The next night, he gets murdered, and his son. The next night. The, next so break. the story goes. Yeah, exactly. Was, are you calling him a liar? No, I'm calling the story writer a fabricator, embellisher, if you will. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure his life was tough in rugby and whatever. I don't want to say dad. it's disrespectful, but it's a bit disrespectful. I said... To call I, the man a liar. I said I'm not calling him a liar, but possibly, just possibly, the person who's telling the story is embellishing a little bit, and it didn't happen exactly like that. I just don't know. You don't There's know. There's a lot of unanswered right. questions. I don't know if you're going to come back next week. Okay. I'm, uh, not, I'm not even sure I'm going to let you leave the house. <laughs> um, that's all we got this week. Malcolm Go Podcast. Um, follow me at Malcolm Go Pod on Twitter or at Brady Disciple. Um, you can email me at Malcolm Go Podcast at gmail.com and tell me how my brother has uh, really stunk honor, the show up. Honor to the game. Yeah. And, uh, le- let me know how much I stink. And, um, you know, we can talk again next week. Do your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. 47, 8 months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted. And the Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And Warner goes back to throw. And here's the blitz by Mike Ray. In the back. Snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri moves a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over, and the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The best team of the Hey! Did it! I love you, man. Did it, bro. I love you. I love you. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.